Hi, Dr. Rajpans. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, on our DigiLight line, we've got a message from Cassie for you today. Uh, Cassie says, Hi, I have heard that not having a sense of direction is linked to dyslexia. How true is this? I have no problems in any other aspects of life. People usually tell me that I'm sharp or intelligent, but when it comes to direction, I'm horrible and I've been this way since I was a child. I mean, this could be a sign of a mild dyslexia because dyslexia can go from very mild to very severe dyslexia. Mm-hmm. You know, the common one is basically they, you know, they see uh, the way they see alphabets is different. You know, so they find that they are alphabets, they can confuse between a T and a P, you know, mm-hmm. P and all that. Yeah. And so that's why they have problems sometimes studying. If you got no problem reading and all that, then it's either in just directions, it could be just something that she's probably not you know, familiar with or what, or maybe she has to improve on it. Or it could be a very uh, early sign or I mean, a very mild sort of dyslexia. She can go and see a psychologists and they can do certain tests to see whether she really has any issues or not or she's just someone who just not interested in directions and might not be able to <laughs> if, you know, follow that mm. but most of the dyslexics I know that we have seen is uh, they just have problems reading there are a lot of famous people who are dyslexics who went on to become very successful like even yeah. Einstein and all were dyslexics mm. so, can you develop dyslexia as you grow no, no. it's something I think you inherit Well, I suppose it could come under the umbrella of things because I know that, you know, I personally, like Cassie, I'm completely spatially challenged, right? Um, And yeah, it can come under the umbrella, right, doctor? Yeah, it can can be. It can be just one form, a very mild form of uh, dyslexia. So in this case, how can she solve what she's got no nowadays you got no problem I just use ways <laughs> that's actually very true yeah f- don't worry yeah. about having the issue just find a way around it yeah, yeah that's right yeah so nothing to worry today mm-hmm. especially okay doctor we have a voice message now on, from our DigiLight line from Karen for you so I take naps in the afternoon and always find at night I'm more awake so my question is do afternoon naps for like an hour or so help or disturb sleep later at night yeah so I think it's uh, one hour it shouldn't actually, but normally they say you, it's good to have a short, if you want to have a short nap, just make sure it's uh, about half an hour to 40 minutes. So you just get a, you know, like a short snooze to sort of re-energize yourself. Sometimes an hour and more might disturb your night sleep, especially if you're a light sleeper. So everyone needs between six to eight hours. So if you find that you are someone who needs six hours, then if you take one hour in the afternoon, then you probably just will have less than, you know, about five hours sleep at night. And, uh, you know, five, six hours and that then you may suddenly feel that I don't sleep enough. So I think again you have to check and see what's the best thing. But I suggest if you need an afternoon nap, just make sure it's just a half an hour, 40 minutes. Then you should not disturb the night's sleep. So go for a cat nap or a power nap. Yeah, yeah. That's right, power nap they call it. Yeah. Okay. okay, but naps generally, it's beneficial for you. But a nap is 50 minutes, 30 minutes or an hour. I or suppose, 20 right? minutes yeah. as well. Yeah. In my case... Yeah. I have two sleeps in a day. So at night, I generally sleep around three to four hours. And then I, ha- I have another sleep in the afternoon if I have time, which is another maybe two hours. Is that a good plan to have? To split up your sleep. Yeah. You mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not the, say the ideal sleep is still the good six to eight hours at night, you know, because that's supposed to be what the nocturnal sleep and where you release all your... Mm. But it's still better than nothing. I mean, you still get your six hours. The idea of sleep is for your body to, you know, rejuvenate itself. So when you have the rapid eye movement, the dream sleep, your brain is rejuvenating. When you're... The deep sleep, you know, the REM sleep, you're actually getting your physical body to rejuvenate. And they say you must have three to four cycles a day, you know. So if you're getting that sort of rejuvenation going on, 
still better than you know not having it at all. So you still get your six hours. It's better than not having six hours. Mm. All right, but Karen should just try it for a power nap then. Yeah. All right. Power nap. Yeah. Okay, Doctor, uh, we have a message from Alice on our DigiDite line. Uh, Alice wants to know more on schizophrenia. A father of a dear friend recently has been pre-diagnosed with schizophrenia, fitting with almost all the symptoms at the age of 68. His resistance to taking the medication is the biggest issue now. Also, I just wonder if this could be triggered by hypothyroidism. I mean, hypothyroidism can cause uh, what they call psychosis, you know, which can mimic uh, schizophrenia. So the diagnosis of schizophrenia was it like, done by psychiatrists and what did the criteria they use. So I think all that is important because thyrotoxicosis or hyperthyroidism can sometimes lead some people into acute psychosis. You know, so they get confused, mm-hmm. they can see hallucinations, mm-hmm. they can do that. And if not, people who don't realize that might, you know, uh, wrongly diagnose someone to have, uh, you know, schizophrenia. The other thing you must be careful is whether he's actually getting early onset dementia or Alzheimer's. Right. Because that also can cause sort of hallucinations, uh, sort of paranoia, sort of behavioral changes. And again, might mimic schizophrenia. So I think very important to get the right diagnosis. I'm sure they have seen a psychiatrist who have said that, but sometimes they're not sure. Get a second opinion. It's good to get a second opinion about this. Would you suggest actually going to see um, someone who specializes in geriatrics? Yeah, I mean, that's the other option to see someone geriatric because if, if it's something like hyperthyroid, dementia, Alzheimer's, then they are more better to diagnose that. Uh, though again, the psychiatrist will be able to look at uh, that and tell exactly what's going on. Uh, once you label someone schizophrenia, it's a bit uh, you know difficult to withdraw the diagnosis later. So I think it's better to get, and the treatment is def- definitely different. You know, so you mm-hmm. don't want to some, start someone on medication without ensure the underlying diagnosis. We have now a voice message from Joseph from our DigiLight line. I'm Joseph and I'm 40 years old. I recently lost 20 kgs already and I'm afraid that I will gain it back like I always do. Uh, is there any way I can stop myself from gaining weight, uh, like keeping this weight off for good? Wow, to lose 20 kg, that's uh, a lot of weight. Too. <laughs> yeah, remarkable. Yeah. The thing is, he didn't tell us how he lost the 20 kg. You know, mm. was it something drastic that he did or was he something that's more natural like you know going on a diet and exercise because I mean long time ago I lost 20 kgs you know that was more than 20 years ago oh you uh, yeah yeah I think now it's almost 25 years since I lost that right uh, from 94 I went down to 72 so that's 22 kg over a period of 6 months so what I did was basically cut down all my carbs and you know things like that start walking a lot and uh, initially I went into a sort of keto diet for 2 weeks and then modified keto and then just just low carb sort of diet. You know what I did was I just kept, I kept on doing that for the last 20 over years. I just followed that and it's, I maintained my weight for the last 20 over years. So whatever he did, he just had to maintain. But if something drastic, then he has to be very careful. If he went on a, let's say, a very low calorie diet that you cannot maintain, you know. Uh, so I think a lot has to do with his uh, psyche here. Uh, whatever he done, he just had to modify it a bit and maintain it. So what I tell people is whatever you do, make sure you can do it for the rest of your life. Right. So what you're saying is is that like cows have their own specified diet, humans also have a diet that they follow for the rest of their life. And it's not a diet to lose weight. It is a diet, i.e. what they intake nutrition-wise. Yeah. Yeah, It's a daily thing. So it's a healthy diet, which will also be, 
you know most healthy diets are actually low calorie so like today most plant based diets like the you know the blue zone people follow you know uh, uh, people need to cut down their calories because they know that all these refined carbs saturated fats are high calories so they just cut mm-hmm. down so they go back more to nature natural foods plant based diet and a bit of exercise and you actually will be able to maintain your weight it's going to take a lot of uh, artificial foods a lot of things with chemicals preservatives toxins together the body you will end up putting on weight together with the high calories so so it's something that whatever he's done he should try to just modify it and maintain it for the rest of his life but make sure it's a healthy whatever he's doing must mm-hmm. be healthy okay doc we've got a message from Jamie on our digi light line hi i'm Jamie i'm 51 years old i have an autoimmune problem and one of the things i suffer with is rls restless leg syndrome i try quite a few medications and magnesium is one of them is there anything else that i can try to help me so i can sleep at night it's not, it's not an easy thing to treat you know there are a lot of medic- medication that people use so not all of them work uh, magnesium is a good alternative you can try magnesium whether that's going to help uh, it's something that uh, you have to go and see a doctor and they have to try different different medications like restless leg syndrome uh, is something that is you know we actually don't even know what causes it but autoimmune could be part related to it and uh, the treatment can be very difficult some of them even get severe cramps in the legs and you know, they can't sleep at night so it can be serious yes. um, so there are different type of medications that they use like some on work on the nerve some uh, that actually have anti epileptic effect also mm. some as uh, sedative effect so it's all different types of medications that they use uh, so i think is go back to the doctor Uh, and try the different ones and hopefully something works for him I actually suffer from the same same problem as Jamie okay. um and right. yeah, last night was a typical night where literally I spent sort of a good hour and a half walking around my room because of the cramps that come with the restless legs so either the restless legs are keeping you from falling asleep or you're having to walk off horrific cramps so I feel for you Jamie but, um what, I take magnesium What is RLS I mean if I shake my legs constantly that's not RLS though right No, no. no that's not RLS like see you get uh, pains and cramps in the legs la and your uh, legs jerk so you could be so yeah, tired yeah, you want to yeah. fall asleep and it's like involuntary it's like having electrical currents going wow. through you so mm, i feel yeah. for Jamie on that um so i tried magnesium help some people does some people it does some it doesn't so and then the whole different type of medications you have to try one by one and see which one works for you but at what point does it get so serious that you need surgery or so do you need is that a no, surgery kind of surgery for it. yeah wow. i think yeah it's sort of a neurological thing but i have found just personally from me i have found that when i forget to take my magnesium it's awful and if i don't take enough magnesium so if i take a high enough dose before i go to bed i'm actually okay that night maybe so, that's what he has to try you know, maybe he's not to yeah. maybe he's slowly increase and no harm taking extra magnesium exactly the increase the dose that does help yeah. me so and see whether that will help mm.